0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Exhibit A Attorneys, where we interview attorneys and other experts across the country to talk about what it truly takes to be the Exhibit A of a successful lawyer. Today joining me, I've got Danya Shakbe. Bay. Yes, that one. Shakbe. The, sec- <laughs> the second one. Yeah, Exactly. We had a whole joke before this <laughs> about how both of our names are pronounced exactly the way that they're spelled, but people get them wrong, so my apologies. Uh, But really interesting topic today from a very interesting person. We're talking about creating the dream, the art of business. So how you can put yourself into this to really make business into somewhat of an art form, how it looks different, how it appeals to the right person. For those of you that don't know Donya, she she believes that business is an art and a form of self-expression. As a business lawyer and law firm owner, she knows how important it is for entrepreneurs to have the right team to help with growth and strategy. Otherwise, business owners cannot focus on building their dream. This is where she comes in to help pro- to help protect businesses and to help build that team of advisors. And I gotta be honest, I always love talking with business lawyers because so, so like from our perspective, we end up like doing meta marketing, right? Like we have to do our own marketing well because we do marketing for other people. So for business lawyers, I'm like, you have to run a good business because you're dealing with other people that probably don't run a good business, but to help them get to running a good business. And it always becomes like the most fascinating conversations because of how involved you are With your business in their business.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can start with that. Um, uh, like for example, business contracts, I don't look at them as, as business contracts. I I see it as a form of helping my clients create a business strategy. Uh, like the way that you want to build your clients or the relationship that you want to have with your own clients, that's your business model. And so, you know, anyone can pick up a template online or create a template, but I really sit down with my clients and I ask them what their goals are, what their cash flow is like. Um, And we talk through some creative strategies on how to have a business model, make sure that it works for them. Um, And that shows up in the business contract. Now, not all of that shows up in the business contract. Part of the value that I bring is to have those conversations with my clients so that even if certain things don't need to be in the contract, they have those questions in the back of their mind and like, oh, I need to address these things. So that's like kind of the first thing that I do to help my clients in their business from a legal perspective.
0: Well, I love love that you start with the contract because you sit in a very different spot than I sit from the expertise standpoint but it's so funny. Like I will talk to all these lawyers. So, cause like we'll design their intake system. So we will not write their contract or edit their contracting like that, but we will send it out. And there's like all these attorneys that have a 35 page, incredibly legalese heavy business contract. And anytime we're like, why they're like, what do you mean? I'm mm-hmm. like, have you ever sued a client over the business? Stuff? Well, no, my malpractice won't let me in the bar and this and the other. You know, I'm like, then what, what, what is with, Heretofore to for there be these two parties, which shall have it the future <laughs> of whatever. And I like I'm, it oh, like you're laughing. It always cracks me up. Yeah. Um, and then you wonder, like, how many clients read it, which is probably minimal, but two like how many then don't sign it because it sounds so aggressive versus I love that you're taking this like holistic view of how does that frame the relationship?
1: Yeah, I mean, my retainer, I think, is like two pages. And the purpose I always felt like the purpose is just so that we know what the terms are. Some and and I tell my clients this too, sometimes it's not even about what ends up in court, because that's that's a whole other thing. It's just because because um or s- s- since I have done some litigation, I um I know that that people fight over things beyond the contract. And so and sometimes it's just a misunderstanding. Um, oh, I thought we were paying for this or I thought whatever, whatever it is. And, and 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 I tell my clients first and foremost, sometimes just to make sure that you are all like you all agree on what's going on, you know, cause that by itself, it could save you, you know, a lawsuit. Um, and, uh, and yeah. And so, and I really also consider who the audience of the contract is if it's business to consumer, no, I really, it doesn't need to be intimidating. And I admit at first I felt weird writing contracts with like just basic english and it made me feel unsophisticated <laughs> like like this sounds like anybody could write this which is not true it's actually harder to write a legal document in like everyday language like imagine trying to write an indemnity clause you know in like in like layperson language Um, and so I think that's a consideration too, but sometimes people want to sound all fancy and, you know, sophisticated if, you know, it's a business, a business contract, you might want to just, I think it's, I mean, part of it is optics, but I I like to be more practical and like, how is this contract or this document is going to help you in your day-to-day business? Not, not how cool you sound.
0: Well, it's like a bell curve, right? Like at the beginning, you know, nothing, it sounds normal. And then you start learning some stuff. So you want to make it, you know, more, uh more impactful, more lawyerly. And then you realize, no, wait, now I know it well enough to go back to explaining it like a normal human person would. So yeah, I, yeah. I love that.
1: That's a really good way of putting it.
0: Uh, as we continue on to talk about the art of business and how you're working with your clients, I really want to get into your story. I know you shared that um, you from Tampa, USF, but like tell everybody who is Danya.
1: <laughs> well, um, so my parents are from Syria, they're immigrants um, and they and my father is a physician. And um, being a lot of Syrian doctors, I'm, sh- I'm sure a lot, if, if, if you know a doctor, there's a good, there's a decent chance that they're from Syria. Um, and anyways, um, so I, I kind of grew up, I, I didn't know anything about the law. I'm actually the first lawyer in my family in the US. And so it's very different. There are a lot of things I didn't know. Um, and I, I, yeah, I grew up in Florida. I moved to Illinois um, in 2008. I have 3 kids. Um, I graduated during the rece- or the great recession. <laughs> Which was fantastic, especially just, being, just in time. <laughs> just in time. And being in a different state too, was made it just even funner because I didn't have a network. So I got I really had to hustle my way. I mean, I literally put on a suit and I would go to different law firms and I'd pass out my resume. I didn't know what else to do. Um, and yeah, I got three kids, and I just really love business. I mean it, it's it's a passion of mine. Like I said, or you know, like you had mentioned, um, it's for me, it's an art form, it's an expression. Um, of oneself Um, so like at the beginning when I first started practicing or when I first hung my shingle I thought I had to do everything that other people were doing because that's just how you're supposed to do it and that's what a good lawyer does Um, I didn't know any better and then as I practiced more and I understood what was really going on um, I was like no I can I can do things the way I want to do it and so I even just recently um, got a new office and I told my designer I don't want any mahogany. I don't. I want it to look different. Um, you know, I've been paperless for a long time. For example, I think well before COVID. Um, and so, like doing things differently is like, yeah, you know, you can do things differently. So that that's kind of me in a nutshell. I guess I don't know if there's more more to me.
0: There's of course there's more to you. <laughs> no, I just it's so how, why business law? You've got the you've got the family in medicine coming over here. Obviously, you know the family of, of immigrants from that standpoint. What about business law piqued your interest?
1: Um, I think part of it, um, like what a lot of lawyers will say, it was um, it was part of my first job. Um, but I also slowly just started to fall in love with it. Um, because as a business owner myself, for the reasons that I have my own business, I wanted to help other, you know, business owners um, you know, have access to the information that I have. I don't think that there should be, you know, like we're not we're sort of looking for um. Uh, gatekeeper, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it, I think people should have access to, you know, to, to like legal services and not only that, but it's okay to have act or that, that I think over time, I realized that my perspective is also valuable and too, because, you know, being, you know, I'm a minority, I'm female. Um, I moved, you know, in my twenties, you know, to, to, to a different state. And so just helping people, in a way where I wish I had help is, you know, is really something that I like to contribute to. And it's just fascinating too, to watch people grow. I think in law, we tend to think of it as like more, um, you know, something that you do, like you hire a lawyer if you're on the defense, um, you know, like if you have a problem. But for me, I'm like, well, you can like, but like with, with, but like with, um, you know, like business owners and entrepreneurs, like they're like, like their problem isn't the problem. It's like, they're trying to grow. They're trying to expand. So that's actually way more fun than trying to deal with like, you know, a lawsuit or, someone who has a problem, which that's, that's obviously they all have problems. That I'm not trying to take away from that, but it's just, it's a different world, helping people grow.
0: I love what you said. Their problem isn't the problem it's, but it's true. Like it's the, it's the symptom of an underlying issue or an underlying want or an underlying need.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So people want to have their businesses, they want to grow. So it's, it's not a problem. Well, I mean, it's, it's uh, something to work on. I guess maybe my problem isn't the right word, but it's not, it's not, it's more, I don't like to, I don't want to say it's offensive, but, it's, but you, like you're not on the defense in that right.
0: case. Well, you it's know? like, you know, getting, getting a, getting a paying whatever it is for a contract to be done well, versus the litigation behind it or getting, exactly. <laughs> you know, your, um, your hiring stuff in place, you're getting your HR put together. I mean, these are all things you can do proactively to prevent a ton of uh, angry emails, litigation, (laughs) lawsuits, whatever. So I'm curious, I love the concept you're talking about, like getting these business owners to figure out what sort of relation they want clients to frame it in the contract, those things. But I want to take a step back from that. Like when you're sitting down with your clients, how do you help them figure out what that like larger goal is so you can design the right contract language for them or the right series of offerings for them?
1: You know, so interestingly enough, I actually start asking them some personal questions about their lives. I know that I think um, maybe this was more common pre-COVID, and I think that COVID changed this, but we want to compartmentalize our lives. Like there's personal and then there's professional, and you can't have any overlap. But that's just, that's just not how reality works. Our businesses do impact our personal lives. So first, I want to figure out what's the most valuable thing to my clients. Uh, of course, some, it's their time. Sometimes it's, uh, or, or, excuse me, like it's their money, it's their reputation, it's their vision, whatever it is. And then I start from there. So if I know for someone for example who's a single mom i find that time is their most valuable asset because they also want to take care of their kids and so i start from there and i say okay well if time is your most valuable asset well here is how we can uh, we can help like uh, s- uh, stream on your business so that you have the most time available um and then from there i just ask i just get curious i don't i can't say i have a specific strategy It's just i just ask questions until i see what the most important thing is and i also i'm like uncover problems that they have like they say you know a lot of my clients don't pay me i'm like okay great let's try to figure out why and i actually had one of my clients Call his past clients and say why did you pay me or why did you not pay me and and to like learn like what the problem is and see how they can fix that so that is that a legal problem no but if i'm going to write a contract and i'm going to say okay like um like these payments are due at a certain time i want to make sure that these people are paying and they're not and you know or why and why not and how we can fix that for them
0: see i knew i knew i liked you the
1: uh
0: (laughs) we So we, Diane and I have talked for years on online comments here, whatever. I just, I love the fact like that first, what's most important to you? You know, I think that is such a strong question that like every business should ask all of their clients because it it's such an easy way to at least start the process of you customizing the need for them. So, you know, identifying who cares more about money, who cares more about time, who cares about, you know, setting the client in the position to be able to pay versus getting paid everything so quickly and whatever, that is such a strong it's such a simple question, but such a strong one. I love it.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people. Are, I think a lot of people are afraid to ask those questions of their clients. It might seem intrusive, um, and and I get that. But um, but but I found that that my clients have been pretty receptive to answering those questions. They didn't find it intrusive, and they actually appreciate it.
0: So. Well, and I always from a from a market, or I guess maybe not even marketing, from a business perspective, like the lawyer who comes in and is like, okay, this is the contract you need with no questions. And then, you know, three years later it has to be amended and there's a quote versus legal zoom for so much cheaper versus with you. It's like, oh wait, no, she actually knows me. Like we actually had a conversation. She really got to know me. Like that relationship leads to better work, but it also leads to a better relationship that allows clients to want to work with you more frequently. Yes. And I, I love awesome. it. Thank you. So where else do we see this, you know, this art of business, this creating the dream? Like, obviously, you know, it's in the contract, it's in these conversations, but where else does that come up to be so common or not common?
1: Um, I think that too, it's just uh, bringing yourself and your, um, the person that you are to the table. Um, And so again, like I was saying before, is that we like to compartmentalize our lives um, interpersonal and business. Um, but I think that, especially nowadays, people are more receptive to hearing people's personal stories and, and their why and their motivation. Um, and so, like, you know, and then flaws, like, so for example, I struggle, um, you know, I have a speech impediment. I stutter. And for the longest time, I never talked about it, even though people can hear me stutter, it seems kind of silly to, to not mention it. But then I started to view it as a strength. And then I talk about how it's, you know, it's a struggle for me. And that's okay. And some people might care for it. And some people don't. And that's okay. That's just who I am. Um, Another aspect, too, is that, um, and this might sound really silly, but I used to when I I used to when I first started practicing I tried to be like a white male so not I mean it's just I thought that, o- that overly lawyers,
0: confident and not knowing what you're doing <laughs> yeah. just swinging it all like Something I'm like,
1: like that but, you know I just I had to present a certain like you know so I I did the wood and I did some of the mahogany and I was like this is how lawyers talk and this is a and I was like but it was it felt so fake and I I didn't even know how to do it right I think so I'm just like you know what I am who I am. Um, you know, I am a minority. I'm a mom. I, I actually, even when I had my first kid, I didn't tell any of my clients that I was pregnant or I had a baby and I was back in court a week after, you know, that I had a baby and it was awful. And actually wrote an article about it. Um, and, and, um, and it's just like, you know, like, yeah, I have kids and, you know, do my kids interfere with my business? No, I actually view it as a strength. Like I'm really good at time management. I'm really good at, you know, um, uh, or, or, or organizing my priorities. And I have to, cause I'm a mom. And to me, that's a strength. And again, you know, and like, there are people who care for it and some, you know, p- people don't, but just, it just, uh, not viewing our flaws as just a flaw, but how we can use it as a strength and that it's okay to talk about our differences. And that is valuable to people.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. I want to go, I mean, I want to go a little bit deeper because like, look, I get people bitching at me about the Hawaiian shirt. Like I can't take you seriously. And I'm like, okay, cool. Great. I will do a million other things to piss you off. You know, you're talking about it from the minority perspective, from the mom perspective, from the female perspective. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm imagining you're going to get even more strong feelings from people. Walk me through like how you have become okay with that. I think that we all, I think we all struggle with this at times, but like, what are some of the things that help you kind of get through that? I need to be a white male perspective.
1: <laughs> That's a good question. I'm not sure if I if it uh, if I've ever thought about it or articulated that process. I think um, it started with me just being sick of pretending something that I'm not, or like like to be something that I'm not. Um, it, it becomes exhausting after a while. And two, I I didn't like it. I mean, I I like to connect with people. I like to, I like to tell my story, you know, Um, not, and and I really like. Well, I like to relate to people. um, And I like to join communities. Like if I have a problem or something, I'm like, well, well, let me see if there's a Facebook about people who are struggling with X, Y problem and see what I can learn. Because that's how we connect when we like, we can't, like, we can't connect if we don't talk about ourselves. And And, um, and because of that desire, I found myself wanting to connect, not just with my clients, but the way I connect with other lawyers and other professionals. Um, So that's part of it. So just being, um, or excuse me, like just being exhausted, just not liking it, uh, you know, that feeling of kind of being cookie cutter. Um, And also just, um, and, and also I like to help people too. Um, And so and people have helped me, like they've paid it forward, but we can't help each other if we don't talk about what we're struggling with. And I'm not saying that we all have to like sit in therapy and, you know, crying kumbaya, but, but it's like, okay, well, you know, I have this issue, who else is having this issue and how can we help each other?
0: Well, it's, I always, uh, I always go back to Brene Brown's got the thing about how the thing that we share that makes people bond with us immediately is our vulnerability. The thing that we want to share the least though is our vulnerability. So it's uh it's right there
1: you know and I too I would say that my perspective of what being vulnerable has changed too when I think when I I used to think of the word vulnerable like like people could take advantage of me I had my guard up uh, right it, we, like we don't want to share our problems because people might laugh at us or think it's silly or, or whatever it is but I think as I got older too I start to get over those fears and also, I realized that just because someone knows my weakness, it doesn't mean that they can use it against me. It's up to me if they can use it against me. Um, so I think the, the word vulnerability, I think, has a bad rap. <laughs> so just seeing that we can be more in control because we are responsible for ourselves.
0: I love that. Well, and you know, to go back, you, know, uh, you talked about it from the standpoint of business owner, like without doing things the way they want to, business owners struggle with building, cannot focus on building their dream. So having gone through, you know, a little bit of this understanding, I have to imagine your relationship with your clients became so much better.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they I mean, I encourage them to come to me for anything, Um, even if I can't help them. I tell them like, Hey, if you need a handyman, like let me know. And I'll, and I, you know, I have a network of people um, because I know them at like, you know, at a deeper level. Um, And they see me as someone who can help them as a human versus just, here's a document that I wrote for you. And then you can sign it. Like we're all robots. Here you go and have a nice life.
0: (laughs) Well, and it's, I mean, look, it's a, it's a great opportunity to give more referrals to get more referrals it's a great opportunity to help somebody else out, get their business. It's a great opportunity to help the person who needs the help to connect them to the handyman. I mean, it's a, it's a win, win, win situation from there. Um, and I mean, it sounds like it's something you genuinely enjoy too.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes. I think um, I believe in win, win. I don't think, I don't think there, I think there's enough, you know, business for everybody. Uh, we don't all have to, have to be competitors. It's just being your best and, and um and taking it from there.
0: So what would you say to a fellow lawyer who's still stuck in that struggle of needing needing to be a lawyer, be a white man, be, you know, be who they're not? Like, how do we give them the kick in the butt to help them, you know, get through that?
1: Um, I'm not sure if it can be done with words.
0: OK, um,
1: I, I don't know. Like it's it's uh, fear isn't something that you can reason with. Um, but rather, I would show them that there are lawyers like yourself, I would say that there are lawyers who are just completely killing it, just being themselves, owning who they are. Um, and once one and, and, and you know, and then like to add to your previous question, too, is that when I saw other lawyers who were different and whatever they were, you know, like, I mean, like they could be ethnic minorities or maybe they were neurodiverse or whatever it is, they they all um, but like by finding other lawyers who are doing well as they are, um, I think that's what I would do. I would show them this community of people who are being successful.
0: Well, one, thank you. And two, I love it. So now like you and I need to be even more out there and active so (laughs) other people can see the Hawaiian shirt guy, the female minority that, you know, whatever, like, I just, I love that concept of like truly walking the walk, but in a way where you're pulling other people behind you or letting them draft behind, you know, yeah. To uh, accomplish the same stuff.
1: One hundred percent. just you just show them the different way.
0: I love it. All right, so you've got these business owner clients. You're helping them, you know, create their dream. You're working with them on this stuff. You're putting the contract stuff together. Like, what does that process look like at the back end? Like, what's the transformation that you want to bring to your clients, ideally?
1: I'm not sure I understand the question. Can you rephrase it? Sure.
0: So you've got this business owner who calls you. <laughs> you know, the problem, their problem isn't really their problem. They've got something else going on. They're bringing you in to help with this. You're diving deep into their business. Like, how do you know that you're doing a good job for them? What is it? What does their business look like as they use their services? What does that transformation to to their life look like? How do they know they're on the right track to creating that dream?
1: So um, when I had them come for the consultation, um, I start with this, or excuse excuse me, like with the line of questioning about like what's important to them at a personal level. Um, And then, at that point, um, I can assess whether they need my services or somebody else's services, or maybe they don't need like legal services at all. Um, I find for some clients, I'm like, you know, I don't think you really need my services, or I'm not the best fit for you, or um, or that they have like a non legal solution. So um, so that's to start, um, and then I, for a lot of my clients, like um, excuse me, like the, um, or uh, like depending on the service that I provide is I have a like a follow up um, meeting with them. I call it, or, or excuse me, I call, it, I call it, I call it a strategy session where we delve even deeper to their business model and their needs. Um, so specifically, like if I'm running a contract for them, I really need that strategy session. Um, and that's where I delve even deeper and I have them send me more things. And then I do whatever it is that I need to do. And then, um, you know, and then after major milestones, like we have, um, Like someone from the office call them and ask them how we're doing. Like we actually ask for their feedback. And then at the end of the matter, we also ask them for their feedback. And
0: And speaking of fear,
1: (laughs) it's hard sometimes because you're like, did I do a good job? And there are people who, who pretend they're happy with you. And then, and they don't complain. So that's why I don't do those calls myself. I actually have my assistant do it so that they feel comfortable saying, you know what, she really could have, Im- or, or yeah, improved here. Most of my clients are satisfied. And then there are other clients who maybe were critical, but they give me like a glowing review. So it just, it's just good to like, just like not assume and just straight up ask them like, how did we do? And and yeah, you know, be open to feedback.
0: Yeah, I love, we had a... um. I, I love that you share that in both directions. You know, we had a client that I thought we got a great resolution for on the on a property damage thing. Um, I don't think the client felt it was a great resolution uh, just based upon lack of communication and then from or lack of response from them. And then for the holidays, they sent us a really nice gift basket with a so over the top, wonderful appreciative card, like very nice basket, but the card just like spoke to my heart. And it was like, you know, I just want to let you know, sometimes I struggled with voicing for you how much I appreciate this, but like, really, this is this, this money has changed my life. The resolution of having a vehicle, this whole thing. It was so, it was, I was crying. That's awesome. Um, but, <laughs> but you're right. Cause normally it's the other way. Normally it's the, like, they won't say anything and then they'll complain to all their friends. <laughs> yes. Every now and then, though, it is the reverse. So I love that you've identified that, that you're asking for the feedback and that you're having your assistant do it so that they feel they can be more honest. I don't know if yeah. that's maybe the.
1: Yeah, I, I I think so. Yeah, I, I think maybe it's easier for people to tell somebody else is they don't want to, which is it's okay. They don't want to hurt my feelings. And I appreciate it. But, you know, I always joke with people I'm like I'm a lawyer you can't really hurt my feelings.
0: <laughs> I, yes, but it's funny, because I feel like there's, there's that section of the population that is like, Oh, let me try to hurt their feelings more now. They're a lawyer, <laughs> they can take this
1: true yeah, yeah yeah we have no yeah i mean yeah i mean we, like yeah like i mean yeah we do have feelings but it's just it's it's a way to make them feel more comfortable like just tell me i don't know but no i mean i, I have had my feelings here for sure <laughs>
0: it makes sense but hopefully it is fewer and far between as yeah. you continue to you know focus on the right client do the work ask for feedback implement the feedback get better etc
1: for sure for sure
0: So how have, how have these changes impacted your life? I mean, from having these clients, from getting this feedback, from creating the dream for your business?
1: Um, It's really allowed me to feel more confident in my own skin with all my imperfections and my strengths. I don't, I don't feel like I have to pretend anymore. Um, I mean, it wasn't like I wasn't doing this giant pretending to be anything really. It wasn't. um, But it's still it's like I can be be who I am. And, and I know that there are people who are looking for lawyers like me. I mean, I I mean, because I do ask, um, you know, my clients, why did you choose me? And they'll tell me, you know, I, I love working with minorities. I mean, these will be like white people, you know, and, um, they're like, we were actually looking for someone different and, and to, and to know that there are people who are looking for some, you know, like a different type of feel or vibe or whatever, um, makes me feel like, you know, like I, I, I wasted so much time trying to do something that I didn't want to do because I thought that's how you were supposed to do it. So I feel more comfortable and confident. And I always, I also feel like I can help other people better because I know what I'm bringing to the table now. And I
0: know that it's valuable. Yeah. I always, I always try to hammer to my clients. I was like, find the things that about you that are magnetic. And I say that from the standpoint of like a magnet with the same poles repels and with the opposite poles attract. So right. like finding those things that will drive the right people away, but will attract the right people too. Um, it just becomes so much more fun. Yeah. Uh, like you have, you have clients that truly want you. They're not just price shopping or window shopping for a lawyer to do, you know, one little thing.
1: Right. Yes. Yes. Um, For sure. It it is more fun. I will say that. I think fun's a great word to to, uh, describe that, that experience.
0: So obviously, you know, a component of this is who you are, is putting yourself out there. Talk to me about how you're doing that from a marketing perspective or talk to me about what other things your business does to attract the right people and repel the right people.
1: Um. So, uh, you know, very similar to what I said before. I mean, I can start with my own office. It's it's different. Um, it's uh, you know, like the way. I mean, you can see like my blue wall, which I still have to hang up some stuff. Listen,
0: mine's darker, but I got a blue yeah, wall behind exactly. me
1: too i like, it kind of looks like a green screen, but it's actually a, a, a you know, a blue wall. Um, but, you know, my furniture is different. Um, just, just everything is different. And, and, and I even tell my employees, like, it's okay to be yourselves too. Of, of course, we want to be professional, but be yourself. I'm, I'm not looking for people to be who they're not. Um, in my marketing, um, just, I like to do different tactics. Um, I, you know, so where I can do a video, I'll do a video. Um even actually in my contract reviews, um, I got a lot of really good feedback is that I, I mean, I do the redlining, um, but I also do like a loom video where it, it, I mean, it's a screen recording where I explain everything. And I do that with opposing counsel and I do that with my clients and I've had really good feedback from both of them. And and I'm surprised more people don't do it because if you're on the receiving end of all this red line, it's really confusing. Like you just want someone to explain it to you. So, I mean, I take 10, 15 minutes to do that. Um, and so just, just, just being creative in those ways, like, why aren't other lawyers doing it? Well, I don't know, but I know it works really well. And I've had really good feedback. So it's kind of that mentality of just doing things differently so that my clients can have a better experience and my employees can have a better experience.
0: So along those lines, and please, this is a hundred percent supportive of you, like with, with the speech impediment and sending the video, like, how did you, how did you psych yourself up to do that the first time?
1: Um, you know, it's when I'm alone, I don't really stutter as much. It's really okay. more around. It's just weird. I don't know. It's just, it's a habit. You know, like we were talking before about habit. I I'm trying to view stuttering as a habit. I think it's just something that my body does. I don't know why people don't know why people stutter. Um, you know, I have my triggers, um, but that hasn't been the issue, but speaking in public, like that's kind of more of my, you know, my triggers. Um, But yeah, when I'm alone, I don't have that problem. But you can always edit. That's the nice thing about videos is you can edit and you can start all over. And so, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, in that case, I'm sorry then. (laughs) uh, Why are you sorry? From you not being alone for the video.
1: Oh, no, 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 don't be sorry. No, I'm no, not at all. I, you know, it's just something that I've learned to, to just, it is what it is. Like I can't hide. And, um, and you know, over the years with therapy and everything I'm able to, to, um, you know, to manage it. Uh, but it's just, what am I supposed to do just sit in a corner all day and feel sorry for myself? I'm not going to do that.
0: Listen, I totally agree with you and totally supportive. I just, there are so many people I talk to of that check any, any demographic box, whatever, that will come up with some reason to, prevent themselves from putting themselves out there, being uncomfortable, trying to overcome stuff. So I just, I I wish that there were more lawyers willing to have the courage that you've had to be themselves, to be themselves loudly, to push for what they want, you know, to create this, to create the dream, you know, the art of business. I just, there's so many lawyers, I think that one day look back on their lives and are just miserable because they, they were always trying to be somebody else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think, um, you know, like living with regret is probably what the most painful thing to do. I'd rather know that I tried something and I couldn't do it versus never knowing if I could.
0: It's true. So when did you, you said you had three kids um, and that you had the, you were pregnant with your first kid during having your firm, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, so I had my kids back to back. So I wasn't working really, really full time at that time. Um, I went to focus on my kids. So I had a kid in 2012 2014 and 2016. Oh, um, there we go so, yeah, so my youngest now she just turned six um, but I was pregnant during that time and I appreciated the flexibility of being able to scale my business uh, you know around my kids so that I could um, you know be there for them in those younger years
0: well and that's like having so I had i started my firm in 2015 my kid was born in 2018. Um, and I feel like exactly what you're talking about, like cutting through so much of the BS and like really looking at what's important was 2018. Like having him, I was like, oh, I can't work 80 hours a week hating every minute of it. And <laughs> yeah. then like also raise a child. So um, I don't know if you have the same perspective or not.
1: Um, I think that I-, I knew that going in, um, but it was like it did change it did change why I was in business, you know, cause now there's other people involved. Like anytime I see my kids and then I can get something nice for them. It's like, cause I worked for that, but even more so is that my kids come to my office. Like I might cry and, you know, I mean, I just got this office, like literally last week, but I've worked on it for a while. And my son saw pictures and he was like, this is all yours, mama. This is yours. And I was like, He's like, you're so successful. He's like 10. <laughs> and Aww. I was just like, you know, they have this really good example of someone who is working for them and being strong for them. And um, yeah, I said I would cry. Um, but it's just, it's just mm-hmm. a really good uh, you know, it's just I I I love that they're proud of me.
0: Well, it's like so much of what you shared is you like setting the example for other lawyers to be happy, setting the example for your kids to see you know, that you can, you can have it all as a parent, you can be successful with everything else. I just, I love that you're, you know, walking the walk, not just talking the talk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. thank you. Yeah, And no you problem. know, you're, you're a great example too. I really genuinely love your Hawaiian shirt. Like I, I love it. I, I Well, thank yeah. you.
0: <laughs> and I, I won't move my screen, but over there I have a bunch of like star Wars and uh Marvel figures. So anytime my kid has to come to the office, he like, he's like, look, he looks forward to it now. He's like, dad, I want to go. There's so many things I can play with. <laughs> Well, in look at office.
1: that. Who would have thought you could be a good lawyer and like Star Wars and wear a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah.
0: But meanwhile, how many of my clients on marketing company and law firm are like, oh my God, you know, you're not the stuffy idiot in the suit. You've <laughs> yes. got some personality, yeah. you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's these things that set us apart that we can have fun with, that we can truly be who we are and that we can business expense some like, you know, random sellers. Win, <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, yes. <laughs> win, win, win. It's win, going win, into win. content. I love it.
1: Yeah, I love it. <laughs>
0: So I know you talked about like us, you know, setting the example for others, getting out there, helping other people realize that they can be happy with a firm, happy with a business. Is there anything else that we can do to keep kind of pushing this forward, you know, from your, from your perspective as a female, as a minority, as a business owner, as a, as a business law, law firm owner, like what's, how can we help more business owners be happy as they run businesses?
1: Um, I would say that um, for those if you are starting your own law firm or if you're a new lawyer, is talk to. that um, no, was word? Um, get go online. You know, I found some of the most. I think that's how we met. Just through like Facebook. Like there, there, there are communities of lawyers um, outside the bar. I mean, I think it, or excuse me. Like it depends on the bar itself, but outside the bar too, we're not. Um, Like we're not like a formal band of attorneys, but there are a lot of like the same names that I run into online Um, and just go and just and just find those communities of these lawyers who are just doing things differently and just know that they are out there and they're doing well and they're happy. I used to think that I hated being a lawyer. And, that, and like, you know, being a baby, well, I, I don't want like the term baby lawyer, but like when I first, um, you know, graduated, I met all the lawyers who just hated their jobs. Um, and there are lawyers who are happy because they made it work for them. But first you just have to start with being honest with yourself about what you want and then find those people who are doing it and, and just, and just, just cling to them, like with your dear life and learn from them.
0: I love that. And I will take that a step farther. Cause look, You want to be connected with people that do the same stuff as you that are not remotely geographically located, because you will have a more honest conversation with a business, you know, for you in Illinois, with a business lawyer in Florida or California or New York or Texas, like you're never going to have the overlap of competition, which is a, a different discussion. But like, it's so nice to be able to share those things. But then also you want to have connections to local people, whether they do what you do or don't because they'll know the judges, they'll know opposing counsels, right. they'll know other lawyers in the community. Like there's a benefit from both sides. Sure. And so with COVID, with technology, with Facebook, with whatever, like connect with other lawyers who do the same thing as you across the country. You never know what will come from it.
1: Agreed. Yeah.
0: Even, even if it's just complaining about the same problems and knowing <laughs> that, you know, like there's this weird comfort in all of us knowing that we all have the same problems, right? Like you yes. don't want to go to the doctor's office and be like, Hey, you've got Danya disease. We've never seen this before. You know, you want it to be like, we've seen this a million times, you yes. know, here one, one pill. It's fine.
1: Yeah. You know, you're just, you're just going to feel, Yeah. No, I love that. The, that that it's nice. It's, it's really, what's the, what's the I'm thinking of? Like that you're not, the, you're not crazy. <laughs> like sometimes, you know, if, yeah, if nobody's having a problem and I think sometimes people have their problems, but they just don't like to admit it. Um, yeah. It's like, you know, I, I am, normal like this this is normal and that's okay not the crazy one having this problem and and there's a way to address it yeah but if the if you think they don't have a problem you have a problem and you're just yeah it's it, it's lonely for sure
0: so as we get towards the end anything else you'll we'll make sure we cover when it comes to creating that dream the art of business anything that i we've missed out on
1: no nope, i think we covered everything awesome
0: awesome all right so thank you to everybody who has joined us we'll hopefully see you back here next week for our next episode of Exhibit A tourneys. uh, Here's the point where I would tell you what episode will come next. I don't know at this point. So, but there will be an episode next week. There was an episode last week. There's this one. There'll be one okay. next week. We do okay. these every week. Um, I should have that, uh,
1: thanked you also. Thank you for having me oh, on the show. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I haven't listen, done these in a while.
0: <laughs> listen, I really I, it. before I had a podcast, I was always so thankful to be to be asked to be a guest. And then once I had a podcast, I was always so thankful for people to agree to be a guest that I needed to have anyway. And yeah. so I realized like the ultimate podcast, both of us are just as happy to be here yes. having this conversation. Um, and it makes for the best. I mean, it makes for the best conversation. It makes for the best time.
1: I was a little bit intimidated, actually, because you've had some pretty cool people on your podcast. And I was like, yeah, I like you I could possibly take. <laughs> like, yeah. So I was like, oh, I was a little bit in today. But no, I appreciate it. You made it very easy and, and chill. So I like it.
0: Well, thank you. Can't wait to the, watch uh, it. What I tell people, so like, look, an interview show is the lowest, is the lowest commitment you will need. Like, I don't need to sit here and come up with 30 to 60 minutes worth of content every week. Mm. I just need to find a guest. But the benefit of that, that I didn't realize is most of my guests, we end up saying the exact same stuff over and over again in every episode. But hopefully you said it slightly differently than Mike or Joe or uh, Chelsea or whoever we had on in the last couple of weeks that somebody hears it, like it sits differently with them um, and it will make them have that impact, have that change, have the, you know, whatever they need to run a firm that they can be happy about, have, live a life that's better, be there for their kids, um, whatnot. So it's, it's so much fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, can I get a copy of this or like, yeah, let me, my YouTube channel? Or... Let me do our
0: last, let me to... do your final, your wisdom, biggest takeaway, and then we'll stay on this way I can have them cut the feed and then I'll, I'll get you okay. copy.
1: So you want me to add my takeaway? I'll,
0: right. So for anybody who's been listening for the last 45, 50 minutes, if they remember nothing you said, what would be the most important thing, the biggest nugget of wisdom, the biggest takeaway for them so that they can be the exhibit A of a successful attorney such as yourself?
1: Um, it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Part of why I think we try to copy other people or we don't want to do things differently is that we're afraid of falling on our face and making a fool of ourselves. And I will say that that's okay. And it will happen no matter what anyway. So you might as well live your life in courage and the way that you want to. And um, and that it happens to everybody, like mistakes happen to everybody. And it's not as bad once you're on the other side. Um, So it's okay to make mistakes, do what you want to do, live your life the way that you want to. And um, that's, that's my biggest takeaway.
0: I had a mentor of mine gave me the ultimate uh, mind perspective shift. Let's call it It's like, if you know, you're going to screw up nine times to get it right. You look forward to each of those mistakes because it's one step closer the right way. And, (laughs) and I can't say that I always keep that in mind, but every time I do keep that in mind, every mistake, every change, every tweak is just is the, on the path towards what I was hoping for to begin with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Mistakes are okay.
0: So for anybody who's been listening to this and is smart enough to want to connect with you more hear what you have to say, follow your story. What's the best place for them to get in touch?
1: Email. So it's my first name, D-A-N-Y-A at motiva law.com. That's M-O-T-I-V-A law.com email is definitely the best way to get in touch with me.
0: Awesome. And for anybody who is watching this on Facebook, we will drop that in the comments. If you're listening to just the audio, you got to figure it out. But Donia <laughs> it for
1: A-M-V-A you.
0: there we go. All right. Thank you so much, Donia, our guest. Thank you to everybody who took some time to watch and listen to this. We will see you back next week for another wonderful episode of Exhibit A Turnings. With that, I hope you all have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Exhibit A Attorneys. If you're interested in becoming the Exhibit A of a successful attorney, please check us out at LegalEaseMarketing.com. E-A-S-E.